Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me, I got my good friend and co-host, Steve. Right? It's too early in the morning for people. It's not. Listening to this. It's actually five in the morning. It's, yes, it is. Will's, Will's woke me up early. <laughs> but, and I was up but I couldn't, real late. But I need to talk about this. This is important to talk so about. So late. This is important to talk about. Uh, it's very important. We are talking today about the new Wheel of Time premiere episode that came out, I think, last Friday. Yeah. Uh, they, I think Amazon dropped three episodes. We just watched the first three one. Three episodes. Uh, the first one, this is a spoiler-filled review. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Yes. Spoiler review. If you haven't watched it, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go watch it. Yes. You want the shit to get canceled? <laughs> So a lot of people, before we get into anything, I'll say right off the right off the top, there's a lot of people, a lot of Wheel of Time fans, a lot of wheelies out mm-hmm. there with all sorts of varying opinions, but some people hate this show and are trashing it. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is never going to happen again. This will never happen again. I mean... We're never going to get another adaptation. No. I don't know. Not on the scale. I don't know about that. What do you mean? I mean, things are getting redone, repurposed, reshuffled all the time, man. We'll probably get yeah, and this Star just Wars got regular shuffled. It's not going to get fucking remade again. All right. You're wrong about Star Wars, <laughs> and I used to say that all the time, and that's why I now have the authority to say that you're wrong. Okay, okay, right? okay. Uh, Wheel of Time, sure, it could happen again. No, no. Here's the thing. Fuck you for saying that. Wow, because he's spicy today, everybody. Like he, it is, it is early. It is early in the day, and he is. I was up all night. He's not I feeling good. Want to know why? Because I was watching Wheel of Time. <laughs> I watched episode two and three. Oh, really? Woo. I I stayed away from two and three because I want I want to keep it, Woo. you know, spaced spaced apart so that I'm like taking them one episode at a time. But you went ahead, you went forward. We also did. I mean, they're, a, they're bingy. They are pretty bingy. They're bingy. Like I wanted to watch the second one after the first one, but I held off. Uh, we did watch the first one together, and if you guys are so inclined, you guys can go over to our mm-hmm. Patreon and hear our live reactions. Of everything that's happening on screen. Well, yeah, we did a whole watch-along commentary, live reaction, slash cheese party. Yes. Bread and cheese I party. I did not feel good after that. So, it was a lot of fun. I felt great, <laughs> and I'm still living off that cheese. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> still there. There's a huge brick of aged Gouda. It is. I mean, I'm working on it. Hey, man. Most of it's, it's about decreased 50%. That's good. I mean, at least you're working on it. How's the spinach dip going? We didn't, I didn't. You know, I haven't been. I haven't been working at the dip as much because I ran out of bread. Ah, yeah. See, it's never. So what am I going to put in the dip? Never enough bread. You know, you always got too much dip. If for anyone your bread. has any alternatives for how I can eat the spinach dip, let me know. I don't want to fucking put any vegetables in it. It's already got vegetables in it. it has spinach. You got crackers. That's kind of like a bread. It's carb. It is kind of like a bread. Maybe noodles, pasta, okay. spinach dip, pasta. <laughs> You might be on something. Yeah. Maybe I can get a little ba- <laughs> like a spinach dip bake or something. Oh, bake. yeah. Alfredo. Alfredo. Yeah. That's... Ah, la mole. Yeah, that could be that could be something. That sounds like it could work. All right, everybody. So let's get into it. We are doing our full episode one review. I want Steve. I want to start off with your overall impressions, just to get it off. Get it off right at the gate. What is? Did you like it? Did, uh, did you? Do you think that there's a future? I love it. This. You love it. I love it. Yeah. I think there's a future. I think, yeah, I think it's really good. After watching 
I mean, this is the general consensus that you're hearing a lot of people say is that, you know, people feel however about the first episode. There's mixed feelings. Mm -hmm. But the general consensus is it just goes up from there. Okay. And after watching the other two last night, I I can agree. And it hooks you pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. That big episode is a pretty kind of like all in your face episode. Like they go crazy because like we watched it together. And I watched it again yesterday just to like now so I can actually listen to what people were talking about. Because when we recorded mm-hmm. together, there was like plot points I was missing altogether. And I liked it better the second time because I was paying attention to it a little bit more. And the fact that they are going kind of balls out with this. This first that first episode is mm-hmm. kind of fucking crazy. And in that and in regards as like a pilot episode, I think I have to agree. I think it's really, really, really strong really strong as a pilot episode i mean it it is it it it's also like kind of slow in the beginning like the first time through not as slow as yeah, it could have been there's a lot we didn't realize the first time through maybe because we were talking through it but also maybe because it's just a lot to take in at first like even that that the beginning so so what the, so the, the first scene is Moraine. Yep. Give him some exposition. Yep. And the next scene is a red Aja led led by Leandrin. We think. Hunting down hunters it yeah. is. I've seen the other okay, episodes. Okay. It is. Hunting down there's two there's two guys running from her who when we were watching we were like are these guys both dragon reborn? But after watching it again, I've realized that only one of them can channel and he's it's it's driven him so mad that he's hallucinating the other guy. Yeah, he thinks he has a friend. He thinks he has a friend, which isn't the worst of all hallucinations. No, no, I. You know what? I have that hallucination. And in fact, it's you. Yeah, it could be this entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the kind of the fun part about it. We don't the, know. We just don't the know. The trick is, is like now you now the audience has to figure out who's imagining who here. Hmm. Hmm. It's like Mr. Robot. Like Mr. Robot. Who's Christian Slater? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I can spoil that because everybody's seen uh, Mr. Robot by now. Chris, everyone's seen Christian Slater. Everybody's seen Christian Slater. True Love. Watch that movie. Yeah. That's a movie. So, yeah, the first scene and uh, is with Leandrin. And that's kind of like the first thing that I kind of want to talk about a little bit is um, the world building and specifically the Aes Sedai. So, like, the world building in itself is uh is built around the Aes Sedai altogether like Moraine is just bit there almost for exposition through narration at points you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she that's, is she's yeah. well especially watching the next few episodes and, and I'll try to leave episode two and three out so we can create more content about those in the future yes we will but we have to <laughs> we've we've spoken a lot about how it, it the trailers made it look like it's Moraine's show, and Moraine isn't really the center no. focus in these episodes, and it's especially in two and three. Yeah, that's what I was surprised about too. Because I made like I made huge stink going like this is going to be Moraine's show. Mar- you were you were stinking. I was stinking it up. You, were, you stunk. I, <laughs> I smelled bad, but I also was making us think mm-hmm. about this. So I thought this whole series was going to be kind of like, we're going to focus everything on Moraine. I thought the first episode wasn't going to have anything to do with Emmons Field or the two rivers and I told or you, anything like that. You were you're dumb. I said you're, you're dumb right. and you're wrong. Yes. And look, now we're sitting yeah. here and I have to like, I have to listen to you say that over and over and over again. 
But again, <laughs> it's content. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is what the people want. They they tune in to hear you be wrong. Yes, they, they, they do, and they hear you be right. It's good. It's on brand. Absolutely on brand. I like to be ambiguous. I like to be like the wind. I'm like Ooh. that uh, that bag in Vanilla Sky when you know Tom Cruise is looking at it, it's blowing around in the wind. Are you thinking of Vanilla Sky or American Beauty? Because th- those are both thinking both in... bags blowing in the wind of those movies. I'm like a the, see the thing with me is the bag's full of weed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Vanilla Sky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vil- Vanilla Sky. Uh, yeah, I think that's the one. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember that movie. But I think the way that they approached it was actually kind of well done. All, but as a as a as a first time goer, I watched it with Kate, just kind of like get somebody's like impression of the show. Wow, like somebody's impression of the show that doesn't have any context of what the show is about or what the books are about, other than the ramblings of a madman in a in a room next to her. That's pretty much all she yeah. knows about the Wheel of Time. And we were watching it, and I was like, "So, are you like, are you getting everything? Because I know, I know, because I read the books, I know where where things are going here." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm getting it." She's like a wizard lady, and that they're, they're looking for the one. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, you get it. All right, so they're they're nailing they're nailing the plot points down, what you need to do." And she's like, "Yeah, they're they it's got to be between the four kids." And I was like, "All right, all right." So they're doing they're doing the wheel they're doing the world building right and they're doing it in such a way that they're just giving you little bits of it here and there just to keep uh keep keep thing keep the plot moving without it devolving into too much exposition and that was kind of like sometimes the problem and kind of like the meme of game of thrones game of thrones was like that a lot of times where they would just like stop the plot entirely for like two or three scenes and just have sex position where people would just bang is important do world building yeah, it was, it important. was important. We almost got to that in this in this show as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll tell you in, in the next couple episodes, uh, very little, very little sexual action. Mm. Well, very, but but going from the source material, there's not a lot of time for that, I suppose. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, there's not a lot of time for that because they're sort of on the run. They're moving. They're moving quickly, and that was like the that's that's another big overall impression that I have with the show or this first episode is that it's clipping. It's clipping at a pace with the book that is bonkers. At some points, I think by the time, the well, tra- yeah, it it keeps going. I'll tell you spoilers for second episode. Stop talking about Shatter the other episodes. <laughs> Shatter Logoth is in the second episode. Okay, which is like halfway through the book. It is, yeah. So they're clipping. But we knew that because, I mean, it's all over. It was all over the trailers. Yeah, they're going to get to it. Um, and Matt had that ruby dagger and whatnot. But that just, like, of how quick it moves. Okay. It's, uh, I guess there's only eight episodes, but it's flying through. I think there's only going to be six for this first season. Stop saying that. You're wrong. Is there eight? I believe there's eight. Oh, I thought there was only going to be six. Well, fact check. I'm going to check. First season consisting of eight episodes. Okay, eight episodes. All right. Yeah. I was a little worried because like six was going to be uh, six was almost too little, like a little too little. Yeah, six is dicey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you have a little bit of breathing room, an extra hour or two to explore some new, explore some characters, get some, get some new things in there, like Elias or something like that. That'd be kind of cool to see. So, 
yeah, this first episode is just clipping and it ends with the big Trolloc battle at the end. Now, before we go into like the craziness that was the, the Trolloc battle, there were some other things I wanted to talk about. First off is the cast. Okay, let's talk about the cast. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on the cast because here's the, an- here's the answer me, like, to that whole best, conversation. Give me your best one. They're great. They're all great. Okay. They're all great. Yes. They are all, they actually almost all slotted themselves right into those characters. Yeah. Now, now this is the thing is obviously we are very, we're pretty new to the wheel of time overall. Yep. Uh, listeners of the podcast, long time listeners, especially, I mean, we, we, we started the eye of the world. We'd never read it before. And that was two years ago. We just dived in. So we didn't know what we were getting There's into. a lot of people. A lot of our listeners, too, have been reading these books for their entire lives. Yes. And have pictured these characters in different ways or have their own versions of them. So it's a lot harder to to have these new ones come in mm-hmm. uh, than it is for us. But with that being said, I think a lot of them... Like, Nynaeve was great. Perrin was really great. Uh, well, Perrin... Let's get back to Perrin. But, like, as the actor, the look... Yeah. I was into it. Rand and Matt, I love, especially after the next two episodes. I really like those guys. Yeah, you know, I really liked. Uh, I liked. I liked Barney's portrayal. Sucks that we we won't see him. He quit. He quit basically on air. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does suck. I was watching him last night, and I was like, man, he's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, and they they add but, a bunch of cool things to the to the characters uh, across <clears throat> the board that kind of like that kind of add. I think the le- the one that they add the less the least amount to is to uh, Rand. Rand himself is kind of well. They're staying. They're staying away from Rand. Yeah, they're sort of hovering around Rand because they're playing up. Again, the spoilers. They're playing up. Who is the Dragon Reborn? And for book readers, I mean, page one says Rand is the Dragon Reborn. So it doesn't take you very long to really figure that out. Yeah. In in the books. Yeah. Pretty. Whereas here, they're playing up that mystery. So they're sort of staying away like you can tell that they're just sort of staying away from little little rand things. little rand things yeah even the the bird sword the heron sword so we see it uh tam busts it out in to fight the to fight the narg replacement yep right and we had a quick shot there's a heron yes. on it which will which we found out on the patreon live that will didn't even know what a heron was did not know i thought it was like a hawk or something like that but apparently it looks like a pelican and that's less cool to me. <laughs> it, it doesn't though. It looks like a heron, because a pelican has a big old beak that he can put like a ham. He can put a full ham in it if he wanted. Looks like this, like a twelve ounce like Smithfield beak. glazed ham, right? <laughs> he could just bring that with him. But a heron can could, could maybe only fit like a trout in there. Okay, one trout. Well, still, like I wasn't. I, look, I'm dumb. We all know this. I get a lot of things wrong. We know. So. There it is. But you're we right. Know. They do dance around a lot of, like, Rand stuff. Like, we don't get any of that stuff with the uh, Haramark Blade. We don't get any of the stuff when um, well, Rand... We, we just get that one shot. And then there's not anything else in the three episodes about the bird on the on the sword. Yeah. There's, no, there's nobody doing the whole, like, oh, that's just a normal sword, isn't it? <laughs> there's nothing interesting about that sword. Oh, yeah. that's That sword couldn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, or there's that there, it does, it's missing that other scene where um, Rand is pulling Tam throughout the forest, and Tam is in that fever dream 
going through like a whole bunch of like yeah. memories and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, there was a yeah. moment where I saw a baby on a mountain and he was eating some cheese. I picked up the baby. And I picked up the baby. And I put the baby down <laughs> and I picked the baby up again <laughs> and I fed him some milk and I took the baby with me. So there's a lot of that uh, stuff that we're missing all together and they're going to dance around that. Maybe we'll have to come back to Emmons Field, but I doubt it. They At the end of this episode, they just like destroy the town. They just like destroy it and leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Maureen like levels the entire town. <laughs> she starts pulling the bricks out of the house and just hucking it at people. Yeah, at the Trollocs, which I guess works, but she definitely destroys the town. Yeah. But Tam stays in Tam the town. Tam stays. I think the whole idea is that when, at the end of the episode, when the tr- they see the Trollocs coming over the mountain and they see all all those that huge army coming to destroy the town, the idea is that we have to get these Taverin, four Taverin, not three, four now. The we have four. to get these four Tavarin out of there uh, so that the Trollocs can follow them and bypass Emmons Field altogether. That was another thing I noticed. They didn't say Emmons Field once in the episode, I don't think. They only called it Two Rivers. I think you're right about that. I think they only call it Two Rivers. I think you might be right about that. Yeah. Even in the other ones, in the other two, there's, I think they say Two Rivers. Yeah, which is an interesting, um, interesting omission, but I think it doesn't really matter. Like in the grand. So scheme. there's a like, so there's a lot of changes. This is the thing is we're keeping a very positive attitude here, but there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of changes. There are a lot of and changes. Even back to what I was saying, where people have certain visions, certain images of these characters. Beyond that, I mean, there's certain factual things about some of these characters that are completely changed. Yes. And I guess I get it. This is someone else's vision for someone else's, you know, someone else's vision of the world, but um. There's a lot of things. So Perrin, you know, first of all, Perrin has a wife now. Yeah, Perrin's, which... Perrin's biggest change is that he's married at the start of this series for a hot second. <laughs> for, a hot, for a hot second. Uh, <laughs> which is, you know, it settles the age-old debate of who is better with women. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's clearly Perrin. That mystery he's married we're now. not going to have for the rest of the series. We know who's better. And... And so his wife, he killed. He accidentally kills his wife immediately. Yeah. In the in the Trolloc War, he just sort of, I don't know, he just sort of turns around and and stabs her. Right. A Trolloc attacks the two of them in the in the in the in the smithery, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The blacksmith. Yep. And they have a whole little. They have a whole uh, battle. It's a lot harder for the two of them to take the Trolloc down than it is for Tam and Rand. When they get attacked by the Trollocs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tam and Aran stab it and shoot it with an arrow. It dies. This one, they 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 stab it a thousand. They're just beating the shit out of it. Perrin and what's her name? Leela? Yeah, like Layla or something like that. Layla. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so Perrin gets into essentially like rage mode. Like he, he starts... He starts killing them, and he starts smashing them over and over and over and over and screaming, right? Yeah, full wolf mode. He's and howling. I guess that's supposed to be his rage mode. Yeah. His wolf his wolf killer instinct, right? And then it's really weird, especially watching the second time, because Le- Lilu comes up, because <laughs> she, I guess, is like sort of, I don't know what's happening, because Perrin's on top of the Trollic, smashing its head with an axe about 15 times, and then... She makes a sudden movement behind Perrin, and he spins around and jukes her in the stomach, yeah. right? But when he jukes her, she has her axe over her head. 
as if she was just about to just swing it down hmm. Ex- executioner style and like chop off the Trollocs head or something while Perrin was on top. It doesn't make sense. All I'm saying is she might have been asking for it. <laughs> she was going to kill Perrin. There's this whole backstory. She might, she have, was a, she she was, might have been a dark friend. She might have been a dark friend. She could be she could have been the faceless that was hanging around in there. Hmm? Well, on top of that, noseless. Uh, she is the hardest looking motherfucker in this entire series. Exactly. We, uh, as soon as we saw her, we were like, "This is like she just left the set of Vikings. Didn't even change anything." Yeah, she looks like she came from Vikings. She has like twenty-seven piercings in her ear, which was interesting. Yep. Considering none of the other characters have any of them, especially her, her husband. I think a but whatever. Has, uh, it's all fine. Has some piercing. She has like big, big hoops. I think she had a dermal piercing. I don't even know what that means. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. So the parent thing, it's it's weird because it takes away from one. It it sets them apart from the rest of them. But I guess these are more young. These are more adults. I don't know. Yeah. But it puts them in a little bit of a different boat. It also now gives them with this. He's now like it's a little tougher. Because now, like, this is now a character, like, who just murdered it, the person he loves. Yes. So he's got to be living with that PTSD. He's got to be, like, it, it just complicates things a little bit. And it takes away from the true rage moments when he actually kills for the first time. Which will come, you know, later in the series when he, get, when he gets a wolf head. It's just a weird choice. And, and to that, I feel like they really were going for the relatable aspect. And I know it's a, it's a different medium. It's... It's screen. It's on TV, right? We all need to find a way to relate. Maybe you have a wife. Maybe you accidentally killed your wife or your husband. I don't know. <laughs> to that, <laughs> same thing with Matt. You did. Matt's thank backstory you for, has changed. Thank you for listening to our show. Really appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> From whatever jail cell you're. Go Patreon. Go to, go to Patreon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ma- Matt is another one who's been changed. And Matt has like these twin sisters. Yes. Where he, he's and sort of now his mom. parent alcoholic parents and he's now and he's sort of the the big brother looking after them so much so when the trollocs happen he's running around looking for them yeah and he finds them like under a house or something i don't know yes um which is odd see the thing the thing with all these is that i get it and i'm actually for these changes like i get having perrin be married and having him kill his wife because i can see like an arc that they're going with is how he's able to manage that rage through, you know, no. like, well, immediately wolf in the first fucking, no, that's stupid. Shut up. What? That's in the first like 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Of the series. Yeah, yeah. Start an arc. There's 14 books. The, the, every other arc that the, these guys have, like starting off this series, these guys, their only arc that they have is like, we're following our friend. That's all we're doing. We're just going to help our friend out. Uh, now you're putting in like a personal parent. stake into it. Not parent. Wolf arc. Well, yeah, he's gonna learn how to. Be, he's gonna learn how to like deal with his own trauma with the power of wolf. You know. Oh man, no, he's yes, not. Yes, he will. He's gonna meet wolves. They're gonna have fun. They're gonna be, talk through wolf Wi-Fi. <laughs> he's They're, gonna see Elias. Elias is gonna be like, "You killed your wife too, huh? You get full of wolf." You know what? I don't know if Elias is gonna be in this show. Maybe not. Maybe not. So far, there's a few characters. There's a lot of characters that I'm like, where are they? I don't think you have time for for every single one. That's a they have a lot of traveling to. 
I don't think we'll even get to like Camelin. We might get to Barillon, but I don't think we'll get to Camelin. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's hard to much, say. They're moving quick. How though. much playing for their supper are, are we going to see here? You know, that's a big thing. There's like a good like hundred pages where Matt and uh, Rand are just playing it's for true. their supper. They're just jazzing it up. They're going do 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 do. So they might do not. They might just skip all. I of don't that. even know if we'll. I don't even know if we'll get there. The Tom. The yeah. Yeah. So don't even get me started on Tom. <laughs> but there is a guy in the episode one named Tom. Yes. He, but he's just a different guy, and he's dancing around with Egwene, and then he gets stabbed through the neck, or the <laughs> stomach, and she goes, Tom? And I was like, that was an interesting choice for his name, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, it Tom, didn't have... Tom, Tom, when there's another character named Tom. It didn't have the H. Introduced a few few books later. We... And speaking of which, Tom does not show up in Edmonds Field, which yeah, I guess makes sense. Like, you don't want it to get too crowded in the beginning there before this huge attack. But it got me thinking... What does Tom do in the attack, in the Trolloc attack? He's singing a song. He's jamming. Or does he, yeah, does he just sort of disappear? Yeah. <laughs> he's drinking. <laughs> Plays a, yeah, he's just, he's just drinking, playing the, playing the drums. Yeah, <laughs> just adding some ambience. So that's, that's our main character. Egwene's got some, some changes, but she's more or less pretty much the same. I think the big thing is that we're starting off with her joining the women's circle. The women's circle is like a badass. Women's circle is a badass in this show, which I really liked when they killed that one Trolloc well, he, where they were just like, Oh, you're good. What, what was it? Was that the women's circle? I thought those were just villagers. No, I think that, I think all of those women were the women's circle because I think, well, the first, the first woman there, who has the pitchfork and she's like, Oh, I come on at me. Yes. She's the one. She's the person we see in the first panning shot of the wine spring. Yeah. Inn. it opens up and it's just her going like, ah! and she's like waving around a pint yeah. and she's shifting. Yeah. She is hammered and she is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she is. She's good time. Sally. <laughs> and I think she's part of the women's circle. I don't remember her part of the, part of the ceremony. I thought it was just, ta- I thought it was just townsfolk when they, when they all pitch forth that trolley. It down. seemed like it, it seemed like it was the power of women. It looked like it was like all women getting together, taking down that trolley one, like one at the other, just slicing and dicing, going, hiya, hiya, hiya. While Nynaeve and Gwen are just like hiding in a corner. And that's the other thing too, is like they, they take Nynaeve, they grab her by the her hair and just drag her off into the darkness. <laughs> just drag her away. And I guess they're going to eat her or something. And maybe I don't know. That's the only person they just drag away. I don't know if they think that she might be one of the Tavirin or she might look too much like Egwene because there is kind of like a similarity to their look a little bit. But even then, well, at that point, they both have the braids. They both have the braids because not only is Egwene getting into the women's circle, but she is. They're saying she's going to be like the next Wisdom. Yes, they're hyping her up, and and they're sort of like I guess. What it is is that the same abilities that lead to Nynaeve and Egwene becoming, you know, Aes Sedai or some version of that is is what's now, is why they're like, you can be a wisdom, I guess, because you can speak to the wind. Yeah, wind, wind talker. And that's why they, that's how she like gets like the first like remnants of, or first warning that something's not right when they're like sitting, standing on the bridge and they hear that wind coming and they just hear like, ah, to be. Show, gonna get you. Gonna get you. Gonna get you. She's like, that sounds ominous. She's like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, that's not good. Anyways, let's go party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go dance. Let's all do that. Have you learned the dance? Have you learned the Beltine shuffle? 
because they all go do this dance that every single person in the town knows. And it's just like ding da ding da 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 ding da 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 POV version. Are they just so like the watching? are just like, yeah, they're just like getting into it. <laughs> and they're it. like hiding in the bush and they're just watching everyone like, ting do de do de do de do de do de. And the Trollocs are like, wait, wait for the moment. Wait until that boy gets over here. Wait, <laughs> I like this part too. I don't know how they, did, I don't know how they missed 200 Trollocs showing up with their torches and look. They probably smell. You can probably smell them. You can smell them. I think there from, is a smell from the books. You, uh, they always talk about like a sweet musky smell. Yeah, it smells like, smells like sweet taint. Yeah. They didn't say the word taint. They didn't say it yet. But as far as I know, I haven't heard it in the first three. I didn't hear okay, taint. Wow. Um. So there are. So there's there's the kids. The other ones that are interesting. The biggest change between that I was uh, drawn to. My eyes were. My eyes were very drawn to was the relationship between Moraine and Lan. Are you talking about Lan's Lan's butt? Lan's butt. I want to talk. Next 15 (laughs) minutes, let's talk about Lan's butt. (laughs) The relationship between Lan and Moraine, I guess immediately they sort of are like, maybe it's a little, you know, maybe it's a little frisky. Maybe it's a little frisky. Like, I remember watching it again because when we watched it, I was like, maybe they're just like friends and this is kind of just like what you do when you're traveling together. You have one bath, you know, you get into the same bath. But there's this kind of like, you know, Moraine does this does this thing where she's kind of like she's looking all saucy, and you know, Lance butt is yeah, he's it's everywhere. She looks like a can of ragu. <laughs> and Lan, yeah, well, they're taking a they're taking a soak, yep, in one the same tub together, and yeah, when Lan disrobes and gets in, let me tell you, that can of ragu is not a can at all. It is a naked man. <laughs> a naked and, man. It's a big old butt. <laughs> It's a big old land booty, and, <laughs> and there is an interesting point where he's getting in and he sort of like turns towards her and kind of puts his dick right in her face. Yeah, and she's like really, looking at it, but, but looking at him. Well, looking at we all. Don't know. We don't. We don't know. She's getting. We an don't eye know about any of it. And then Land gets in the water and and he's like, "Hey, this tub's a little chilly," We're, you know. Yeah. And she's like, "It is, isn't it?" And he's like, "Ah, no. I mean, this tub's a little chilly." And then she's like, "Ah, yes." Warm water spell. And she, and then you know, it's warm it's water. It's warm, and there. And I, the soaking. point of the scene, I guess, was to show a couple points of the scene to show us Land's ass. Yes. To show us the, I guess, maybe that there's some sort of they're close. You know, there's something there. They're they're really close. Yeah. And also to show us more of the extent of her abilities. That's before she goes into crazy Dragon Ball Z mode, where she's just. Like, when the Trolloc shows up, it's like Moraine. First of all, Moraine and Lan are MIA for the first little bit. They're just, like, I hanging guess out still in the forest. Back. Like, when I watch the second one, they just, like, they show up in town to look this for... This sort of appear. Yeah, they show up in town, which, in the book, like I said, like, I'm not a big... I'm not... I don't really care about, like, changes that much. But in the book, they show up into Emmons Field, but they're undercover. You know, they just kind of like, oh, we're... Yeah. We're just, like, we're just hanging... We're travelers. They got the old... They, bo- <laughs> they both got the old... Uh, Raphael from Ninja Turtles. Uh, yes, the disguise. It's just a trench coat and a fedora. Yeah, can't tell. Looks like a human being they're to just, me. <laughs> just walking around. They're just walking around Evansfield. That guy's got. You guys heard of any a... uh, Tavern smoking cigarettes? Yeah. 
he, he must have like a backpack underneath that long coat because it, it, his uh, backpack, his back is really big. Oh no, that's a shell. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's a turtle. He's a turtle. That's a big walking turtle. But instead, in this, in this, they walk in and they basically do like a whole announcement. Lan is like, I'm Lan. I am. I'm a warder. We are looking for yeah. Tavirin. <laughs> we are doing stuff here. It's important that we do this stuff. And in comes Moraine. She's an Aes Sedai. And even one character even goes to her, like, oh, right away. I hello, Moraine. Aes yeah. Sedai. Oh, right away, Moraine Sedai. I'll I'll get your tub ready. Uh, is his butt ready to get yeah. shown? Because we're gonna get a lot of butt in this. Let's get a go. Get in that there, tub. There isn't the f- there isn't the fear of Aes Sedai amongst the villagers. No, it's an unfamiliarity. And the distrust. There's a little, yeah. Well, I'm familiar, but there isn't that like dis. You know what I mean? That distrust and maybe fear is the wrong word, but that sort of like people are like, I don't fucking get those eyes that I. Well, exactly. Me. Well, in the book in Emmett's Field, like all of this stuff is just like hogwash. It's just it it doesn't exist. It's all just fairy tale. You know, Trollocs don't exist. I said I don't exist. As far yeah. as they know, this is yeah. all just like fairy tales and just stories that old ladies tell to them to uh, put them to sleep or keep them away from. Uh, dark forests or something like that. Seems like this, they're well aware. Keep them off the streets. Exa- yeah, yeah. Keep them away. Keep them away from the Wu Tang Clan. Well, that's just and the hip hop. That's, dis- that's a disservice. You Emmonsfield needs Wu Tang. It is. They absolutely <laughs> do. It would have changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, if they had Wu Tang, Wine Spring End would have been standing. Actually, no. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't been. That would have been leveled a long, a long time <laughs> before, before this. Even before the Trolloc showed yeah. up. They just, like, turn yeah. on the PAs, and it's just gone. So, yeah, they come in, and it's it seems like they know more of them. It's just more of an unfamiliarity. Because they go, like, oh, I've never... I think a parent or something like that just goes, like, she looks like a real person. Like, as far as, like, the stories he's been told or something like that. <laughs> And like Rand, I think, or Rand says that her parent, like, and yeah. the other person says the other person is like, of course. Like, what makes you think that she isn't? So they know Aes Sedai. They know they exist. Uh, there's not, they're, even like when the Trollocs show up, it's not even like a, a shock to their belief system as it is in the book because it seems like they understand like what Trollocs are. A lot of people are like, what are those? In the book? They don't even know what the Trollocs, no, in, in, in the, the show. show. Oh, really? Okay. In the show, people are already. People don't know what Trollocs... Like, it seems like they don't know what Trollocs are. Some people are like, what the fuck are those? Mm, I got the um, I got the impression that they kind of knew what they were. And Tam knew. He's just like, it's a Trolloc. We got it. I got a bird sword yeah, Tam, ready to I mean, go. Tam, Tam and Moraine, and people are aware of Trollocs, but it appears like the Emmons Fielders don't know. And, and especially in that moment, Nynaeve and Egwene, once they're together, I think there's a couple lines exchanged between them where they're like what's happening like what is happening mm. what are these okay okay may, i might have missed before that. moraine shows up with her disembowelment spell yes it's pretty cool yes that is very cool so all right so they know a little bit but not a lot so they don't know any trollocs all right that kind of like helps i don't think they do the trollocs but they know the eyes and so. so they're kind of like halfway halfway <laughs> in the halfway in the world you know what i mean so Trollocs, I can understand. Maybe those are like still like they don't come down to Emmons Field or two, or two rivers at all. The next thing that's really big and really important to talk about is the change of tone. Like you just said, Moraine just like tore apart. She tears apart like Trollocs left, right, and center. So we've got but Well, she does a whole showcase. She does a full she showcase. Puts on a, she's putting on a show. 
and she's like, you know, she's she's like at this point Fire in stuff. her mind, I imagine, I imagine in her mind, she's like, Egwene, naive, they're gonna be my my little apprentices. Mm-hmm. At this point, she knows. She's like, I'm gonna teach them up, and I gotta show them. She's like, I'm gonna show off a little bit. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna give a little, give them a little glitz and like glamour, that. right? Because she starts off. She starts off with a disembowelment spell thing that just like it kind of like crunches the trollic, like and like rips all his guts out. It's pretty it's cool. Pretty rad. Then she immediately does like triple fireball spell, and after watching it again, it's not just one fireball. It's like it's like a, it's like a spread shot. Yep. Then she starts doing uh, rock 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 toss rock pickup, yep. and she's like picking up all of the uh, the pebbles around her, a whole bunch of them, which she had to power up for for a long time just to throw a bunch of rocks, but. It seems to work. Yeah, she has to pull the power um, out of the sky for a little bit, you know. Yeah, I guess. And there's some really cool moments there where she is sort of like she's channeling up and she's powering up, very Dragon Ball Z, very Dragon like, Ball Z. And lands sort of dancing around her, pirouette style, yeah, whatever that yeah. means. And he's uh, he's slicing and dicing. There's even there's that one scene where there's a troll coming up behind her and she just drops her knees and he does this. Flies over top of her. Yeah. Cuts his fucking head off. Yeah. Whoa! Cuts him in half. There's my biggest, my biggest like complaint about that scene is I wish we had something a little bit more steady cam single shot because everything's cut very quickly and very shaky. You know what I mean? It's, you know what? It's fine though. I watch after watching again, like it's, it's fine. way, it works. It's, I, listen, I, we live in a world where they made that fucking Game of Thrones episode, that Battle of Winterfell shit. You can compare, like, just compare that. Compare the Trolloc attack to the Battle of Winterfell, which is better. Oh. And that's kind of fucked up to say. <laughs> well. Because the Battle of Winterfell should have been, like, one of the most... It should have been... Like, I remember having anxiety. Incredible anxiety. Are you talking about watch the that Battle of Winterfell, like, the the Long Night? Or the Battle of the Bastards Battle of Winterfell? See, you're a dick. Everyone, I'm sorry. Why do you keep doing Will, that? I'm sorry for Will. <laughs> because the Battle of Winterfell is that. Is, is, is the White Walkers. Okay. The Battle of the Bastards is the Battle of the Bastards is the Ramsey and Jon Snow one. That's why battles have names, William. Look, I call that right? the Long Night or whatever that episode was called. I mean, that's the name of the that's the name of it, I guess. It's the name of the episode. Okay, Long I'm Night and Trolloc and Trolloc Battle. Last time we're recording at five a.m. I'm grump. Listen, I'm a little grumpy. He is grumpy. I I didn't get my beauty sleep. I never, I never do. Yeah, I mean, it looks terrible. <coughs> See, yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, but really though, it's fine. Like, but really though, compare the Long Night battle to just to just the Trolloc siege, not even the whole episode. Oh yeah, what's better? Yeah, I know. I would take the Trolloc. I would take the Trolloc siege because uh, I could see it, and I wasn't filled yeah. with rage I mean, at the yeah. end of it, and it was just better. <laughs> And it, and and even plot wise, like things at least made sense, and there were some there weren't like choices that were just bananas. Except I don't know if this was maybe a little homage, but there was a point where Nynaeve just a trolla comes and she just screams in its face, which is how Jon Snow beat the dragon in that episode. That's true. Yeah, maybe that's a little yeah. nod. He just screamed at it. Maybe it might be a little nod. I don't know. Maybe this is that. Maybe this is where how they're. This is how they're deciding to like go for the Game of Thrones dollar. Which is like, but but that interesting. That scene was pretty cool though, where Nynaeve screamed at the Trolloc, and then her and Egwene sort of started fighting the Trolloc together. Yep. But it was also 
again watching it a second time like those two like the trollic like swings and they're dodging it, it's it's as if they're trained trained warriors at that point almost i don't know yeah. but the trollic does get the upper hand before maureen s- steps in and you know rips it's his only a intestines couple out of, of his butt only a couple of seconds you know it is, but there's a couple where he just like is like swings and it's like they duck and he swings again and they dodge and I was like I guess yeah yeah I think I think there's probably something to say with their capabilities I don't know I think they all have to learn how to fight or defend themselves in some way like we see Rand, uh, Rand early in the show he's carrying a bow and arrow he knows how to take care of himself he has to yeah they, well they carry when sheep. when Rand and Tam get attacked by Narg Narg replacement because Narg is not in this. I mean, I I guess he is. It could be Narg, but Narg, he doesn't talk at yeah, all. Yeah, Narg doesn't exist no until he says he's Narg, and that's important. <laughs> yeah, so there's no fucking Narg, and we're all upset about that. But the Trolloc that does come in, I mean, immediately Tam is like, yeah. and then Rand's like, arrow, and then, you know, it's great stuff. Yeah. They beat him eventually with a bird sword. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can go on about all these little little things and little this and well, that. The re- the really the f- the important thing with this the first episode is to really just sort of set the world and, and the hook tone. people in for a little bit more. And I'm excited for you to watch you to watch the next two episodes because, like I, I'm, so I'm watching them with the review. I'm not going to be watching ahead at all. I'll just be watching the one right before we do the review and then go. Well, no, you you need you should catch up because otherwise you're going to be behind. Because now it's a weekly release. Yeah, but we're... Next we're, Friday is episode four. I think we should, like, release this... Uh, I see what you're saying. I, yeah, I, yeah, saying. I don't want to spoil myself there, too far ahead. And they're, screw myself up. I don't know. I think you're overthinking it. I think you're overthinking it. They're, re- they're really good. They're based on books we've already read. Don't worry about spoilers. <laughs> but but uh, I didn't intend on watching them all last night. I was just watching. I put the first one on at like eleven, and then after that, the next one just started playing. And he just went through. And I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." He just went through all of them. And the third one was, third one started, and I was going like, "Dun dun 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 dun." And I was like, "We're stealing the theme song from Game of Thrones, and we're putting it on this." Right, 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 right. Well, which I will say, there is a there's an intro which is not in the first episode. Oh. That is in the others, and it we'll we'll talk about it when we see it. Okay, but it, there's there's an intro sequence. Okay, okay, that's cool. I I mean it's it's not on par with Game of Thrones really because Game of Thrones probably had the best intro sequence of any show. Well, that's that's the thing it's, I kind of want to talk about next, just for a little bit here is that like we've talked we've talked about the violence, but the level of tone that they're going for, like there there is the violence. Like I thought the Trolloc battle was like brutal, and then we saw some sheep get torn apart. We see like intestines and guts everywhere. Like people. It was very it's gory. A very gory show, and I wasn't expecting that. I think I said it multiple times throughout the first book that I thought the first book was like a children's adventure novel, and this is not the case here. You yeah. did. You said that a lot. I, yeah, 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 and I yeah, I hold by that. I still think that first that first book is more of a, a children's adventure novel than anything else. It's a big children's adventure nah. novel, but things get a little bit more adult oriented when that. we go into the Great Hunt, and now uh, now we're now that we're working through Dragon Reborn. But they changed that kind of immediately with this one to go for a full-on, at least PG-13, if not a, like, a light. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. And it, and and it keeps up. It's dark and steamy. It's and, steamy. And gory. And I wonder if the choice to do that has to do with the fact that 
all fantasy like properties that has gotten a like a, a show or a movie adaptation for the last like let's say since Lord of the Rings has been a dark interpretation of fantasy. Game of Thrones was like that. The Witcher is like that. So is Wheel of Time choosing to do this more darker tone to keep up with the current sort of like interpretation of what fantasy is and stay competitive? I don't think so. I think it's I, I mean I think it is pretty on par with the with the books. Because despite of how you choose to look at that first book even as like a uh, a teen adventure journey, whatever the fuck, you still have these like boar people that are eating humans alive. That's true. And like there is uh to to realize it all visually. Right. It would still be pretty gory to be you know, to the source material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think in the second book, they come across a... You have ravens pecking people's eyes out right. and stuff. Yeah, I think in the second book, they come into a, like, they come into a, uh, like, a trollic feeding nest where it's just a bunch of dead bodies. And it's, like, children and women and... Yeah, like, and there's, like, bodies, like, <clears throat> pinned up on walls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and... there is kind of, like, a flavor that they're going for here. And I can see why some other people in the Wheel of Time community would, like, hate it. Because it's it it does, like... It's it's I think it's going purposely going up against like the previous interpretations of what fantasy. Is. I can't see why, I can't see why you hate it. I can't I see, see why it. you would hate or dislike hate it. is a strong word, especially if you like hate is a strong have, word. Like a more, you know, innocent interpretation of what the books are. If you have more of an innocent interpretation of what the books are, you come in and you look at this, you're gonna be like, whoa! No way. I don't think that's where people book read. That's no. No way. That's not where book readers are are having issues. Where are they having there's issues? There's just there's with the fucking integrity, the changes that mm. are compromising the yeah. integrity of the story. Things like the be, now being for Taviran. If Egwene is a Taviran, actually, then she then that changes a lot. That changes a lot. The parent wife thing changes a lot. Matt's Matt's origin changes change things the fact that the dragon reborn in prophecy can be a a woman changes a lot that's true why aren't every why isn't every single i said i not fucking questioned and examined to be the fucking dragon reborn if it can be a woman the red Aja should be kicking the doors down of every fucking every sister in the white tower that's true, but unless they unless the idea is that any woman that can channel, they get their hands on before they can start fucking it up, and then men are just like tainted by it, you know. But what's what's stopping any 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 Aja or Red Aja or even maybe a Black Aja in disguise? But stopping what what's stopping any of them from claim just claiming that they're the Dragon Reaper? I think it just comes down to um, I think it just comes down to like well we saw it with Leandrin at the beginning of this episode. Leandrin's like you are like when she catches the uh, the the false dragon, the guy that can channel. She's like this power is not meant for you, and you touching it taints it or like makes it makes dirty. it dirty. She says it makes it makes dirty. it dirty. So yeah. it, I think it has less to do with the fact that. Like any woman that could channel, yeah, they're searching them out. I think they are actively searching out any woman that can channel, but for a different purpose. If you can get your hands on them early enough, then you can like, you know, mold them. You can, but but it's just like, but how do you know? How do you, do, like, how do what, you know? What's the deciding factor? The deciding factor in the books is that the Dragon Reborn will be a male and he'll be able to channel and he won't go crazy. 
that's it. So, but I'm saying if every woman can channel and not go crazy in the first place, and the and a dragon reborn could be a woman, how do you filter that out? Just by you know rules, asking them. rules and Honestly. prophecies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rules and yeah, prophecies. I guess honor yeah, system. honor system. Honor system. You know? But that's what I mean. It's like these changes are fine, but on a fucking nerd level, when you're getting into this like deep lore shit, which is the stuff that makes these types of franchises excel. When you can sit there and have a conversation about what happened in Star Wars 50 years before the movie you just watched or, you know, what happened in fucking Lord of the Rings or whatever it is. Right. It's like all the world building and the extensive lore that people love and shit goes into it. And there's just a lot of changes that sort of like that compromise that stuff. Yeah. And I can see why people are kind of like, okay, it's a lot of, there is sort of a wait and see at this point because it's all pretty good, but is it going to, you know, is it good enough? Is it good enough to get eight seasons is it good and enough? be able to tell this whole story? Is it get good enough to get eight seasons? Right now, just from the first episode, I think it's got a lot of potential. I haven't seen anything else. I'm excited for everything else. I know that I've seen a picture of Tom. I know that Tom comes back. Uh, I'm waiting to see what song he plays. I hope it's a good song. I hope it's, you know, maybe some Pearl Jam. I don't know, man. The Tom stuff, I got, I got, I got, I got words on the Tom. All right. Well, we can save that for the the next. Is it next episode he shows up or the third episode? It is the third episode. Wow. 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 I know. Well, I think I, I think on a whole, though, I'm very positive on this episode. There are a bunch of changes, but I'm okay with the changes. The changes seem okay. They're doing their own things. An adaptation. You don't have to follow the same rules. It is. It is an adaptation. It is. Yeah. If you were excited to see live action Sen Bui, I'm sorry. I think he died. I think there's like. I, we're pretty sure he died like immediately. <laughs> um, or it could have just been another old guy. I yeah, don't know. Could have been any old guy at this point. Remember, remember, uh, Bam. Bam, Bam Margera. Bam Margera. Remember Bam Margera. Yeah, he didn't make it out of this. We one. make this joke every time we talk about <laughs> Ben or Bam or whatever his name is. The mayor. Mayor? Yeah, I yeah. I don't think he's. Uh, in this. Well, uh, I think he's the guy that's running the Wine Spring Inn. He's supposed to be Egwene's dad. That shows up and he's like, "How'd you do today?" And they, and all the women are like, "No, she can't work. She has to drink. She's drinking a lot." Yeah. I saw a charcuterie board though so in the in the Wine Spring Inn. I saw. Yes, saw we a did. Couple yes, of we them. did. Very nice cheeses. Very important. And on that note, a couple, yeah, on the note of this Emmonsfield and, and everything, I will say the scale of Emmonsfield felt very small. It didn't really sell me as a town. It looked like four, it looked like an inn and like four houses and a bunch of picnic tables in like a semicircle it, in the middle of the town. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. You know what? It just, whatever. It like, I'm not going to think that much looked, about it. It looked like just a brewery. And just, in just, <laughs> it kind of did. It looked like a craft brewery. It looked like a craft like brewery. The, the whole town. It, in a gentrified neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree with the, that, but you can do like other. You can just explain it away with like there's other ta- like other you know houses. Yeah, away. yeah, that's what I mean. I don't want to. I'm fine with it. I mean, it's Beltine, of course. Beltine. No pole, though. The, there was no spring pole. We were very, we were very upset. We were keeping our eyes peeled for that dumb pole. Dance. It's not there. The dance was. I. It's not dumb. The dance was. It was all right. It was kind of fun. I would do I would the dance. Do the dance, dance <laughs> but uh, we haven't spoken about Pat and Fane. Hmm. Hmm. Now, Pat and Fane. Yes. I, of course, I can't remember that actor's name right now. But he, he's my, he's my Pat and Fane. He's great. Just the oh, thirty seconds his introduction. Yeah. 
coming in on his little cart and just smiling like a jackal. Yeah, big old smile. And that was important. He but he comes in and him and Matt have this little exchange where it's like Matt has been I don't know. Matt's like uh He's selling something to him. Steal yeah. He's like stealing stealing things in the town and trying to sell them the pad and fane and it seems like it's a it's an ongoing thing that they it's a little, you know, a little arrangement that they've been sort of worked yeah. out. But Pat and Fane holds all they the know power. each other. Like he can take it if he wants, if he doesn't want to take it, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and so Pat and Fane I mean, we know who he is. The I don't know if the viewers the first time viewers non-book readers are going to pick up that pad and fane was that was the dark friend here who helped with the trollic attack but it does because it he's there and he's watching is everyone's doing the you know the belting yep. shuffle and pad and fane is sort of just standing at the side with his arms crossed and he's sort of like <laughs> he's like ha ha uh you kids he's smiling yep. and then when the trollic attack happens and we get a shot of him just turn around and walk into the walk into the woods which i mean it does look very yep. It's very dubious. Yeah, and he's still kind of like smiling. He's doing this kind of like put my drink down, and I am leaving. That he knew what the he knew that this was going to happen. It looked like he knew what was going to happen. So they're just like <laughs> started snapping his fingers on his way out. Dun, 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 dun. He still got the song. <laughs> Puts the yeah, hat he on. Still got the song in his head. He's like, man, I love that jam. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. No, Pat and Fane puts on great. his Ninja Turtles Raphael disguise, and he's <laughs> he's out of there. Nobody knows who he is now. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Patton Fame was great casting choice. I think he's probably one of the strongest. Uh, Lan is probably my uh, up there as well. I think Lan looks great. Lan is I fantastic. Lan looks great. I, Maureen is fantastic. Yeah. I think everybody fits really well into the roles. Uh, it's just where they go with it with everything is where I want to, I just, where I'm interested in because yeah. Yeah, they're all it's really so, good. Th- th- like, there's 14 books here and you can't do a show for 14 seasons. So, how, where are they going to do, like, the condensing? Well, they said eight. They want to do eight. Eight's good. Rafe, Rafe said he, he wants eight seasons. I've I think eight episodes a pop. Okay, that's good. That's a good length. Just choosing so where that's the what, condense. Sixty four episodes. Yeah. Math. You know, sure. I guess I don't even. We don't even know what half of this story is. But that's true. From also from what I have heard is that you might be able to get away with sort of doing one to six. I don't know, like how Dune might just do part one and two in Messiah. And uh, Messiah, I had a dream last night that I bought a copy of Messiah. Oh, really? Now that I'm saying that, interesting. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, wow. My dreams are getting real mundane. Yeah, these days. I had a dream. It's crazy. I had a dream where, like I said on the Patreon episode, I had a dream where you told me that the picture, the leaked photo we saw of Loyal, with no, where we were like, oh, is that that doesn't look great? That, but are, they got to be adding CGI, right? In the dream, you you called me up and you were like, "Dude, bro, they're not adding CGI. That's what loyal looks like." And then we both started freaking out. <laughs> and that's like these are my dreams now. So I don't. So know. you're just dreaming. I, I've had conversations. They've been worse. <laughs> They've been worse. I mean, they've been like bread and cheese Basilmon dreams before. I but. I had a dream the other night where I was a mall cop working with the Rock, and he was researching a role, and he was really nice. What? Isn't this Paul Blart? This, I, I don't know. It, he that- was. It could have been Ballpark too, but The Rock was researching a role as a as a mall cop, and uh, he was really nice to me. He wow. answered all the questions. You know, he I, he was down to earth guy, just exactly what I thought he <laughs> thought he was. It was wow, just wow, a day. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> but that's it. I think that's everything I want to talk about. Like I said, very positive on the first episode. Oh, there's so many. I, I, there's so many little things. I keep th- things keep coming back in. There is that shot 
in the very beginning, in the very beginning, there's a quick shot of the world, and it's all of these like it, towers, like all it looks like office buildings, looks like office buildings that are all that are all uh, overgrown and you know covered in plants and and all looks like last abandoned of us. from the breaking of the world. It looks like the last of us, and it's from the breaking of the world, which is what we've talked about before, where this is technically set in the future or a future where there was a world of some sort that fell apart. Yep. And I wonder if they're actually going, it made it look like they're like, it made it look like it's like our world, like office. Like I'm pretty sure I saw Rogers logo yeah. on one of yeah. those buildings. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon, you saw an Amazon logo. Amazon sure. was one of them. Yeah. Actually that yeah. was on the side of uh Rand's cart when they were coming in. Rand, they were doing Amazon. Rand is on. <laughs> Rand is on. Rand is on. Love it. Boom. Yeah, there's so many little things still, but uh, on a whole, like I said, like very positive. I mean, should... yeah, let's leave, let's leave. We'll have to come back to it. I can't wait for you to watch the next episode because I have a lot of thoughts. I think I'm going to watch it again right now. Do it right as now. As soon as we're done. I had a lot of fun with it. I was interesting, interested to hear what listeners think yep, of it. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm I'm very excited. I'm glad that it's here, and I have a couple of my friends who have not read the books at all and are big fantasy people. They watched it and I followed up with them last night and they, they, they're into it. They love cool. it. They're hooked. They watched the first, they burned through the first three immediately and they're like, bring on more. And that's just it. It's, it's just a matter of, I think we're hooking people and we just got to put more, we got to feed them more worms. We got to feed them more worms. Right? Yeah. We got to feed him more worms. I can't wait to see Forsaken popping yep. up. I can't wait to see Basil. We know Basil Gill is in it. Ooh. We know he is. Because remember, there was a point when we first started the show where I was trying to get people on Twitter. I was like, I want to like help me play Basil Gill. I don't know. It was some, I was being an idiot. <laughs> and people were like, shut up. He's already been cast. And I was like, okay, well, it was a joke, I guess. It wasn't a good one. I'll work on it. But. Yeah, so Basil Gill is in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it it is will be it will be what it is. I'm I'm excited, but let's wrap up here. I think uh, I think the only thing I want to let people know is that we'll be doing watch along commentaries for every episode for the next few weeks on our Patreon exclusively. On our Patreon, Th- these mm-hmm. reviews might go on Patreon uh, exclusively, but you know that remains to be seen. And how, and, and how much is it to get that? exclusive bonus podcast three three dollars three bucks and three bucks a month and you can just do one month and catch up to everything if you have enough time to listen to about 80 hours of us uh in one month which you know we've all got lots of time yeah yeah depends on how you look at things but yeah that would be you know anyone who takes the time to go over to our patreon we appreciate it so so much and you know if you if you can't swing it and you can't do that, like we appreciate you as well, both ways. Uh, it's a give and take relationship, you know. <laughs> it's like a sixty-nine. Whoa. Okay, and that's my cue to end the show. So we will be back with a- another review of the Wheel of Time, I suppose. Yeah, we'll be back with episode two. But I don't know what's coming next. If that's the fun thing right now is that things are happening. The next season's coming out, and 
we, we got this. We got that. We got a the million things. Here. We got a million things that we want to do. Dune, you know. Dune. Hi, yay, yay. This is our, this is our, uh, I don't know, Black Friday. <laughs> we'll see you again. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see you again soon, everyone. Eat thy bread and eat the cheese.